Yeah, nine minutes it is before 8 p.m. It's our headline segment here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, tonight, uh, we shine a spotlight on uh, Operation Tutula. And uh, as I said when we started, one of the leaders there of Operation Tutula, Ntlantla Lax Zamini, or Ntlantla Mushaudi, as uh, we heard earlier on today, uh, getting bail. Uh, and uh, he um, spent much of his time over the last few days or so in the weekend uh, behind bars uh, on the back of uh, that uh, case that was lodged in Dobsonville by uh, the uh, EFF uh, alongside one of its members there who, uh, according to him, allegedly had his home ransacked by Operation Tutula. Now, we come to a story that uh, Eteguini uh, uh, police have denied an application for a march by Operation Tutula supporters yesterday. Now, apparently they wanted to launch a Tutula branch in Durban and then march through the city. Now, uh, uh, that uh, planned march has been uh, shifted to April, and uh, it has been said that uh, this grouping will be joined by the All Truck Drivers Forum and Allied SA. And uh, the big question we ask today, who are these platforms? What is it that they do? What's their modus operandi? And I guess what are the synergies and areas of uh, common interest with Operation Tutula and the Tutula movement? Uh, to tell us a bit more about this is Golani Dube, who's joining us all the way from Eteguini, uh, and he is with the Zubera Institute for Research and Development. Golani, good evening to you, my brother, and welcome. Uh, let me humble myself to you, Ayabonga, as well as to the listeners. Thank you very much for joining us. Maybe, Golani, just if we, if we kick things off... Um, all Truck Drivers Forum and Allied SA, who I guess uh, will be joining Dudula when they do uh, get their march and action through the city sometime in April. Who are the All Truck Drivers Forum and Allied SA? Look, I don't want to tell you the truth. Uh, those are the things that really don't bother me, you know, uh, the names. Okay. And what is happening currently, because, you know, there is this commercialization of our discourse mm. uh, to slide to a particular direction. And we are not dealing with the real issues here. You so know, we, we want aim. Uh, you know, we deal with pathways, but we don't deal with the substance mm. and, and the real issues, you know. Hence, I would always say the devil is not black as he is being painted uh, mm. or as he is painted, you know. Let, let, let's unpeel the whole thing so that we try to find sure. the reason. So what, what are the substantive issues, Kulani? What, what is the essence of, what are, what are the substantive issues here? No, uh, look, Ayabong, surely you are a, an economist, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you are well informed that South Africa, we are in what you call it the fourth social, economic, and political power transition. Mm. The first one, we know it very well. It's when Cecil John Rhodes arrived here and he defeated the natives. And it happened in 1910, where the British hand over the administration of the na- over the administration of the natives to the so-called Comprador bourgeoisie, mm. uh, using the ANC brand. And now we are in the nexus. We are in the intersection of another social, economic, and political power transition in our country. And so I think our discourse must be rooted in that. And, and, and if we frame our discourse, Tolani, within these different transfers or transitions of socio-economic or socio-political power, how do we understand uh, the likes of Operation Tutula, the likes of uh, the trucking movement, and many similar actions that we've certainly seen organized under the auspices of stakeholders, Condoleezza or Military Veterans Association and other groupings in Eteguin and in Guazul Natal? 
Look, you will understand very well that the British are the ones who are holding the press, are the ones who are dictating the direction of this country. And so the elite, as we speak, I think to a certain extent, they felt that, look, we are being betrayed, and so we need to revolt. You know what's happening in, in, in Saddam Hussein? You know what is happening, uh, what's happening with uh, Osama bin Laden? The British or the, 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 the superpowers create these revolutionaries. And then at the end of the day, when these revolutionaries, when their egos are being bruised or when they are no longer useful idiots, they tend to say, we will pull down the pillar of this temple with us because we have been used and now we see that you are not useful anymore. But in this case also, when I what you have to understand is that we as South African natives, we like it or not, we are going to go through this transition. Of which this transition has already started. When, it, when you look at how our society has been redefined, especially towards, uh, towards the year 2000, it started at universities where you saw, I mean, where we witnessed a lot of exodus, or not exodus, in fact, a lot of so-called African brothers coming to South Africa, studying others as researchers, others occupying very influential positions, others they even went into government, others they went into what we call it a, a government department. And that on its own, it was an indication that South Africa is starting to track to a particular direction. But unfortunately, we never had a proper discourse with us as natives and those who are coming into our country. Because, look, African brothers have been here since I don't know when. Our mining, all these cities, they contributed to mm. slavery, building these cities. Sure, but sure. even that, if you go to Van Onslen uh, book, you will understand that the government in what we call it uh, the frontline state were in cahoots with the apartheid government, exploiting their own people, you know, during those time of office yeah. I mean, they, they even had a, something called these labor, call it labor compacts or, or arrangements. Precisely. Mm, yeah. Because they were not even earning the money direct, but they used to go back home yes, and yes. be given money there. Mm. And so South Africa on its own has been designed as kind of a trading station. And now this trading station is evolving to something else. And those who thought that this is an inhabit I mean a habitant space, they are getting confused because the British never created South Africa to be a living space, but it to be a gateway to Africa. Mm. Hence Sir John Rose talk about Cape to Caro, Tabombedi came with Nepal and AU. And now number of people are talking about Cape to Caro, even those who sing about Cape to Caro. But the person who contextualized that, it was Cecil John Rose. Mm, mm. So only and only for markets. And so for a market to prosper, trust me, you know it very well that capitalism is very brutal. Sure. Capitalism is very brutal to prosper. Hence, you see so much violence. Mm. Now, now, talk to me about, because I think you raise a very important point, um, this idea that there's a seeming notion that migration into our country is a very new phenomenon. And I think what you're suggesting is that even the building of South Africa, as we understand it, has an inherent contribution of African migrants from Southern Africa and other parts of our continent. 
uh, from its early start, even long before the Union of South Africa. How do we make sense now, Tolani, of uh, Tutula and its emergence in Etegwini? Or is that a different phenomenon to Tutula as it's emerged in Gauteng? No, it's it's, 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 it's from the whole country. The Rhodesian, the white Rhodesians. You remember that the white Rhodesian in South Africa, in South Africa, Mm. Zimbabwe has always been another province of South Africa. You look at the history, you look at the economy, you look at, at everything. Zimbabwe has been another province of South Africa, you know. But now what's happened is that we as South African natives, we were not aware about this underlying matrix of power relation between capitalism and, 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 and migration and those who were residing in what you call it frontline state. Mm. And when these frontline states were collapsed, so that South Africa become the metropole in the southern country, and all of them coming to South Africa. Because, you have to understand that the failure of AU and the NEPAD resulted as to this hmm. crisis. Sure, sure. This crisis is a result of the failure of NEPAD and the AU. Because what they've done, when NEPAD was created, Baby dismantled and destroyed the economies of these other countries to make South Africa a metropole or a superpower, you know? And when they've done that, they find that South Africa is the only source of, of employment now, you know? And so that's why you see all of them coming here. And when they are here, and there is also a number of South African natives who are unemployed. But look, ask yourself, why white people never stood up and say they are against the poorest borders? Because it benefited them. You saw what happened in the Western Cape. You know what is happening in the restaurant. Mm. And so white people have been benefiting with these poorest borders for years. But prior, prior 1994, they were able to manage it using these Bantustan frontline, I mean, frontline state president, because they were like Bantustan, mm, you know, in mm. order to absorb and control the movement of the people in the Sadek era. And so right now, the frontline state has collapsed. South African government has collapsed. The business is running Sadek through South Africa. And so it's free for all. Golani, mm. When we look at this, uh, and I think you've painted a picture now of um, what might give rise to this, but the implications in particular for black and African working class communities, because in a sense, that's where uh, we're seeing the proliferation of Tutula. I mean, I'm not seeing Tutula in, you know, Umtlanga, in Lelusha, or even, you know, out in, in Santon. I'm seeing it in the inner city. I'm seeing it in the townships. Um, what implications does this have, I guess, uh, for the day-to-day struggles that people would pick up on all manner of issues, because it does seem that much of the focus now is on the role of, um, you know, in particular illegal foreign nationals who are immigrants to South Africa and in- immigrants more broadly. Look, you know, Abel, what is very funny, we are talking about Operation Tidula as, as an extension of, of xenophobia. Mm. But Etagwini, the current mayor of Etagwini is Kaunda. Mm. How do you start to crystallize the concept and the weaponization of xenophobia against the so-called foreigners? If Etewin, the current mayor, is Kaunda. In South Africa, you know it very well that Sakina was defended 
by the South Africans when there was an allegation of an, of what called abuse or of victimization. Mm. We adopted DJ Fresh as ours. You know, we have been defending lots of so-called foreigners in soccer. We have banned our number of people who we used to admire and praise. And even some of us, when we grow up, we always say one day I will be like, Banda, when I, if, if I'm a goalkeeper. And so that's what I am telling you, that what you see is social constructs. It has been created so that we fast track what we call it social, economic, and political power transition in our country. Hmm. It and, has yeah. been, it is a social construct, Ayabonga. Let me tell you something. In politics, nothing that happens natural, but is being constructed for, for a particular end. For whose benefit? Obviously, is the British, is the business people. Hey. Those are the people who, who, who are benefiting. Currently, if people are fighting, are fighting to be exploited, because everyone is fighting to be exploited, and who is making more money? Bob Tube. I want us to leave it here for tonight. And uh, I think, uh, yeah, raising some very important issues there. And uh, we're going to have to leave it for tonight. Asbonga Baba. Kolani Tube there from uh, the Zubera Institute for Research and Development joining us tonight here on Metro FM Talk.